Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here with us. Coming up in this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Wrong way driver ignites massive gas fire. COVID-19 epidemic spread is at record lows in Mansfield. Got junk? It's time to chunk your junk. Rose Park is going to the dogs on Saturday. Three MISD students named National Merit finalists. In sports, six MISD soccer teams advance to area playoffs. Coming up in the features section. Math and physics thoughts about cryptocurrency. Prices are crazy and inventory's low. I'm Beth Steinke with your Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may have you lined up against a wall and blindfolded by the end of the night. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his conversation with Vietnamese immigrant Dr. Levi Do about coming to America and his success locally by running his own dental practice. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, we provide every level of business tax and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. By the way, that's now Dr. Carmen McMillan. Welcome back to About Mansfield. 
One person was airlifted to Parkland Hospital in Dallas in critical condition after a vehicle collided with a 36-inch natural gas pipeline near U.S. 287 and State Highway 360 early Wednesday morning. Mansfield police said a Grand Prairie police dispatcher contacted them about a wrong-way driver traveling at a high rate of speed heading southbound in the northbound lanes of Highway 360 at Ragland Road. The collision, which occurred around 1 a.m., resulted in a large fire that took several hours to extinguish. The Mansfield Fire Department, Mansfield Police Department, Grand Prairie Fire Department, and the Arlington Fire Department quickly began evacuating residents within a one-mile radius of the incident. U.S. 287 and northbound State Highway 360 were closed for several hours while firefighters battled the blaze. The unidentified driver could face criminal charges. The COVID-19 spread is at record lows here in Mansfield. With the numbers, here's roving science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. We're at record lows in the spread of COVID-19 epidemic in Mansfield. And the county characterizes the epidemic spread as low, which is colored green, after spending much of the last two years at high, colored red, or substantial, colored orange. Mansfield saw only 14 new cases and two deaths in the last week from the virus. Only five active cases were recorded last week in Mansfield Independent School District. The threat to the hospital system is judged to be very low, so the county has stopped publicly reporting how many patients are in a hospital with the virus, though I expect they still watch it closely. This is great news, as it means it is very unlikely that we can catch the virus from a fellow man's fieldian this week. We should still pay attention, as there is another variant spiking overseas, and it could come here. The past two years, we have seen local waves in July or August. Tarrant County Public Health officials still recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated and do the other protective things if you're out and about in crowds. Frequent hand washing has always been a good idea. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. The city of Mansfield is hosting its semi-annual Chunk Your Junk and Shred Day on Saturday at the Environmental Collection Center, located at 616 South Wisteria Street. Chunk Your Junk is your chance to bring in old, bulky items that are too large to set out for regular curbside pickup, as well as free, on-site, secure paper shredding. Proof of residency, such as a utility bill or driver's license, is required at the gate. Staff will be available to help unload your vehicle. There is a lengthy list of acceptable junk items, including box springs, car batteries, cooking oil, and the list goes on. The list of items not accepted is equally long and includes things like butane or propane tanks, chemicals, electronics, motor oil, and so on. For the full list of do's and don'ts, visit our website at aboutmansfield.com and click on the links tab. Falling on the heels of National Take a Walk in the Park Day this coming Saturday kind of expands on that with an event that is uh, for those that may not necessarily take a walk in the park or for those who may not necessarily own a dog. And they're putting to, uh, the two together. The city of Mansfield is putting the two together. And with us on the phone is marketing and communications manager for Mansfield Parks and Rec and Beck. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Hey. Tell our listeners about Barks and Rec. 
Sparks and Rec is an event that we created in 2018 as a way to get people outside and active and also to help out Mansfield Animal Care and Control, our shelter. Uh, they have so many great dogs that really need to find homes, and a lot of the, the difficulty is just getting the dogs out in the community and also helping those dogs uh, get outside and kind of be more natural. A lot of times the impression that you get of a dog when you look at them in a cage is not really their real personality, um, but it's hard to see that if you're just walking by and visiting them at the shelter. So uh, we created this program where uh, people get paired with a dog from the shelter, and uh, we run a 5K. It's a fun run, so you can absolutely walk it. A lot of the dogs prefer to walk it because um, they, they haven't been outside, but we actually have seven different shelters from around the area, including Mansfield, that are coming this Saturday, April 2nd. They'll bring all their dogs. Um, you sign up on our website, and uh, when you get there, we hand you a shelter dog, and they're yours for the next couple hours. Uh, you are absolutely not obligated to take them home, although we strongly encourage it if you're so inclined. Yeah. Um, but you just take them with you on the on the walk, and they get some fresh air. You get to have fun and a fun little running buddy. Does it ever get to a point where there are more people than dogs? We have not had that happen. When you sign up on the website, you get to choose, I want to bring my own dog, or I want a shelter dog, or um, you can choose no dog at all. Uh, some people are going with the intention of adopting. After the run is over, um, all the dogs will be out there for a couple hours, and uh, you can get to know them and, and hang out with them. And so we do always have people that come with that in mind, and so they don't want to be tied down to one dog, per se. Yeah. Um, so we try to match the number of dogs with the number of entries that we have. So uh, we haven't had that to be too much of an issue, um, but it's always a, always a wonderful problem. If, if there were not enough dogs in shelters, that would be an absolutely ideal situation. One of the reasons that we are so excited about this year's event is that we have not been able to have Barks and Rec since 2019. Um, it was the first event that the city had to cancel with the COVID closures in 2020. And last spring, uh, we just weren't quite there yet with the shelter where we felt comfortable having the dogs interacting with that many people. So uh, it has been a long delay and the dogs are very excited. We are very excited. This is one of our favorite events. It's actually won a, a number of state and national awards over the years, um, but it, it's been gone for a while and we just can't wait to see everybody back out there again. It's a fun run. It's a 5K. It's Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at Catherine Rose Memorial Park there on Walnut Creek Drive. Is there any cost involved? The race costs $25. It includes a really cute t-shirt. Um, we actually have, have had more than a few people request to uh, just sign up to get a t-shirt. Uh, we were pretty excited with it this year. Um, and, um, and then that pays for the, you know, the costs involved with the, um, the event. And, um, and then you can register online on the website or you can register the day of, although I would recommend doing it sooner to be guaranteed your t-shirt size would be ideal. Um, but after the run is over, like I said, the dogs will be out hanging out. We'll have some vendors with some doggy supplies. They'll have lots of um, different adoption promotions. The different shelters that will be there will have um, various specials and deals. Usually they do discounted or free adoptions that day. Um, we'll have some snacks and other goodies and stuff. So it's really a fun day. If you love dogs, it's a great event to come out and support them. 
if you love dogs but can't have one, it's a really great way to get to pet a whole bunch of sweet dogs and uh, and really get to love on them. Um, and if you're in the market for a dog, it's an amazing way to see a great variety of dogs from all over that really need homes and would love to come home with you. It's called Barks and Rec again, Saturday morning, April 2nd, 9 a.m. at Rose Park. And uh, Ann Beck, appreciate your time. We'll see you Saturday morning. Thank you so much. I'd love to see you. If you would like to register for the Barks and Rec event, the 5K Fun Run, Fun Walk, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, click on the Links tab, and there will be a link to the Barks and Rec event. Three Mansfield ISD students are now finalists in the National Merit Scholarship Program, an academic competition for recognition and scholarships. Mansfield High students Nicholas Bindell and Lawrence Wang, along with Haley Chong, who attends Lake Ridge High, were among the less than 1% of the 1.6 million high school student entrants nationwide to become semifinalists. The academically talented high school seniors are selected based on their skills, accomplishments, and potential for success in rigorous college studies without regard to gender, race, ethnic origin, or religious preference. In sports, six MISD high school soccer teams have advanced to the area playoffs. The games were played on Tuesday evening, well beyond this podcast episode's deadline. But I can tell you that on the girls' side, Lake Ridge played Wiley. Legacy took on Wichita Falls, Mansfield went head-to-head with Mesquite Horn, while Timberview battled Grapevine. Over on the boys' side, games included Lake Ridge against Tyler and Mansfield versus North Mesquite. We have posted the scores on the About Mansfield podcast Facebook page. Just a quick reminder that if you have any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and phone number in case we need more information. This Friday is April 1st, better known as... April Fool's Day, a day when practical jokes and tricks are played on the unaware or gullible lovables. It's a time when children convince their parents that they've broken a bone or businesses launch impractical or unbelievable products for the fun of the day or newspapers print incredible headlines catching their readers off guard. Of course, the trick to a good April Fool's prank is planning and also you need to be the first to pull it off. The earliest known reference to April Fool's Day is in Chaucer's 1392 Nun's Priest's Tale. Even so, the reference is so vague and possibly not even occurring on the 1st of April, leaving doubt as to whether it was the first reference. In Britain in 1776, there is a clear and reliable reference to April foolishness in an article in Gentleman's Magazine, which references a custom in the kingdom of making fools of people on the first day of April. Newspapers, television, radio, of course, social media have all had their fun on April Fool's Day. The best April Fool's joke played on radio, in my opinion, took place in 1992 when San Diego morning DJ Dave Rickards told his listeners that due to foggy conditions at Edwards Air Force Base, the space shuttle had been diverted to land at San Diego's Montgomery Field, a municipal airport similar in size to Arlington's airport. Thousands of people converged around the airport only to realize hours later that it was an April Fool's prank. And the kicker? The space shuttle wasn't even in orbit at the time of the prank, but we didn't have the internet back then to confirm the details. Let's check the weather forecast right now with Colleen, who always confirms Mother Nature's details. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. 
we were projected to have some thunderstorms overnight Tuesday into Wednesday morning from about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. That should be gone by the time of this broadcast, and we'll be looking at a high of 73 on Wednesday, 71 on Thursday, 78 degrees on Friday, 77 degrees Saturday, 75 degrees Sunday, 74 degrees Monday, and 77 degrees on Tuesday. We've got a small chance of rain Friday night into Saturday, only about 30%, and otherwise, we should remain dry. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science, and Brian Certain prepares a libation made to make you smile in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question, and Steve concludes his in-studio talk with Dr. Levi Doe and his rags-to-riches story. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E, well.com. Hi, I'm Taronda Hillman, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb digs deep into the science behind cryptocurrency. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. A few days ago, I heard an interesting story about cryptocurrency and wanted to share some insights. The story was the arrival of a new Bitcoin mining operation showing up in the boonies of a western state next to a cold-fired electrical plant. The plant had been through bankruptcy and had only been operating intermittently as it was unable to commercially compete in the local electricity market. 
Once the Bitcoin mining operations started up, the plant was operating continuously with a reliable 24-hour-a-day customer. The documentary was mostly about the political, economic, and social interactions about this, but I found the math, technology, and physics part interesting. A little background. Bitcoin is a novel currency that has been around a while. Bitcoins are created through mathematics on computers designed by some really smart people and has led to a wide variety of cryptocurrencies based on the same mathematics. Modern currency, like the $20 bill in your wallet, works off a social contract between the seller and buyer that agree to the value. I can take this $20 bill almost anywhere on the planet and get something to eat, given the strength of this social contract supported by our nation's Federal Reserve Bank. None of us think about the Federal Reserve when we buy a sandwich because a $20 bill always works. Why wouldn't it? Cryptocurrency uses math to create bitcoins in a way that a lot of people think it has value. Here's how it works. I run a computer program that works at solving mathematical puzzles, and this is called Bitcoin Mining. The program in my computer is hooked up to an online network that recognizes when a puzzle is solved on my computer, and the network registers the new Bitcoin and me as its owner. There is no central bank or computer, but the network recognizes all Bitcoins across the network, as the program on my computer helps keep the record, so it remains intact, not depending on any single computer. It has the side benefit of being outside the regulated banking system, so transfers happen with no fees or outside monitoring, attractive to some people. While I can't yet buy a sandwich at Kroger with bitcoins, there are enough people that selling enough things for bitcoins that we have currency flowing through an actual marketplace, including speculators who buy and sell bitcoins, gambling on a change in value. I hear there are now mutual funds that you can buy into with dollars, with fund managers moving the investment around to different cryptocurrencies to achieve capital growth. The mathematical genius of the original algorithm was that as the capital base grew, the math puzzles became harder for the program to solve, preserving the value of the novel currency, at least in the minds of the participants. It works because everybody trusts the network and the mathematical puzzles that the Bitcoin has value. Really? In the early days, anybody could load the program on an old retired laptop, run it 24-7, and earn a few bitcoins. There are co-ops where individuals agree to pool their compute resources, and when anybody in the co-op earns a bitcoin, everybody gets a piece of it. The purchasing power of a single bitcoin has grown dramatically from those early days, attracting the speculators and bitcoin miners. Back to the story of the coal plant. There is now apparently a business case to buy thousands of rack-mounted computers set up to run the puzzle-solving programs producing new bitcoins. At this scale, the cost of electricity is the major variable cost in this mining, so this is why a bitcoin mining company built a data center next to a struggling coal power plant out in the middle of nowhere. It was a workable business case, as the power plant gave the bitcoin miners a good price on the electrical power cost, and both parties make a profit. So the physics... The power plant burns locally mined coal produced over millions of years to drive steam turbines that generate electricity. This electricity powers thousands of computers reliably solving otherwise meaningless math puzzles and churning out ethereal bitcoins that some people view as good as a $20 bill. Most of the electricity ends up as waste heat from the computer, something the data center has to manage. 
There's a lot of controversy about this whole process, all of it in play in this one instance, but I find the math, technology, and physics of it completely unexpected, at least to this old guy. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Thank you, Dennis. Today, we kick off a new feature here on the podcast. Let's just get right into it. Home prices are crazy and inventory is low right now. With the Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, here's Beth Steinke. I am so excited for the opportunity to be here on the About Mansfield podcast to share with you information about our crazy Mansfield real estate market. I'm going to provide some interesting tidbits of information, and maybe I will even tell a story or two along the way. There are a lot of misconceptions about what realtors do. So today, before I give you an update on the Mansfield market, I want to share our perspective from a realtor about what being a realtor really is. Eight years ago, when Roger and I made the decision to move to Texas, the very first person we called to see if our crazy plan was even feasible was our realtor. It's really true. We needed to know if we had enough equity in our home to fund our plan. And the very next person we called was our mortgage lender to find out How do we buy a house in one state while working and living in another? Those two crucial pieces of information were critical to the development of our master move plan. And I can honestly say without our dream team working with us toward our goal, that that move would have been a lot more stressful and may not have even happened. You see, your realtor should be one of your family's most trusted advisors. We are invited into homes in the best of times, growing families when new jobs are taking us to new places, exciting do-overs and new beginnings. And in some cases, we're even the first to know. And sometimes we're invited into homes during the roughest of times, job loss, a death in the family, divorce, health declines, and when hard financial decisions are being made. This is truly the life and heart of a realtor. We have the distinct privilege to walk alongside your family during all of life's seasons. And I can say with 100% confidence on behalf of all Mansfield Realtors that it is truly an honor to do so. Thank you all for allowing us the opportunity to do life with you. Now, let's get to this week's Mansfield Market Update. Month ending February 2022, the median home price in Mansfield was $433,694. I know that sounds hard to believe, so I went back and did a little research. What was the median home price of February 2020, right before COVID hit and everybody started moving around the country? In Mansfield, February 2020, it was 278000 That represents an increase in two years of 56%. Hard to believe. We only have three weeks of inventory compared to February of 2020, where we had two and a half months of inventory, meaning that if no additional homes came on the market, we would be out of homes to sell in three weeks. We've all heard the stories. We've seen the news. It is really a tight market for buyers. In Mansfield right now, we have 30 active properties, single family homes, excluding proposed or incomplete construction. Those range between 245000 to $2.4 million. Seven of those homes are over $900,000. It's an unbelievable time in real estate. Next week, we're going to be talking about your 2022 proposed property tax and escrow review statements that will be coming soon to a mailbox near you. Are there any real estate-related topics that you want to learn more about? Send us a message, info at aboutmansfield.com. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke. Welcome to the team, Beth. We'll see you next week. Shaken or stirred, 
Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Mexican Firing Squad. The Mexican Firing Squad is one of the many cocktails documented by world traveler, cocktail writer, and historian Charles H. Baker. The drink is recorded in his Gentleman's Companion, Volume 2, Jigger, Beaker, and Flask, as having been discovered at the La Cucaracha Bar in Mexico City in 1937. A dry formula, the Firing Squad is almost a Ricky with the addition of grenadine to sweeten it only slightly. Remember, we've talked about Rickies in the past, and it's a drink consisting of liquor, typically gin, mixed with lime juice, carbonated water, and ice. Some modern versions include the addition of soda to create a longer, cooler drink. But as always, don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. This week's Cocktail of the Week, the Mexican Firing Squad. Ingredients. You're going to need two ounces of Casanobla Cristal tequila. That's going to be the silver premium tequila from Casa Noblo. You're going to need one ounce of grenadine. You're going to need about three-fourths of an ounce of fresh lime juice and two dashes of mole bitters. There's several brands that are out there. Um, Bitterman's is a very popular one for this particular recipe. To make it, you're going to add all the ingredients to a shaker with ice, shake vigorously, and strain into a chili salt rim glass over fresh ice and garnish with lime. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Tom Ritter, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who established the Cowbell Indoor Rodeo? Tom knew that the rodeo was established by lifelong Mansfield resident William H. Bill Hogg. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email... The correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. They're pumping out smoked tender meats and a unique organic sauce since 2013. You can find them next to the railroad tracks at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive right here in Mansfield. You can also find them on the internet at bigdbarbecue.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, famed R&B singer Ella Mae Moore was born on September 12, 1924, and raised right here in Mansfield, Texas. This week's trivia question is, what song was LMA Morse most noted for singing? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what song was LMA Morse most noted for singing? Good luck, and thanks to Jordy and Gary at Big D for the gift card. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. Today, we conclude our interview with Dr. Levi Doe, a dentist right here in Mansfield. We're going to start with his family and find out a little bit more about that. Eventually, get into the lightning round. Enjoy. Where do you place among the nine siblings? Are you the oldest, the youngest, or somewhere in the middle? So I am close to the youngest. So I have a little sister, but I am the youngest of the boys. So my, my father had, God bless his heart, had five girls in a row. 
Oh wow, five girls. Yeah, my old, my five older sisters, and then he had um, uh, three boys in a row, and I was the youngest of the of the three boys. And then the last one was my little sister. Um, she was, you know, obviously a girl. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you were eight of eight, eighth of nine. That's right. All right, <laughs> and you mentioned how tight knit. The Vietnamese community is. Yes. You mentioned how tight knit the small town of Cao Coweta Coweta yeah. uh, is. Are is your family still tight knit? Yes. Yeah. We we're very close, um, and you know now we have um, our family has grown with the nieces and nephews. You know, but we always we always uh, get together for you know um, holidays, and, and we always kind of check on each other. You know. And so, uh, growing up, I, I mentor my nephews a lot and very, very close to them. Um, and hopefully, they'll grow up to take over some of the things I'm doing, you know, in my business and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing, you know. Family is, is very important. How many of your siblings still live in Coweta? <laughs> Everybody's moved away, thank God. <laughs> but we, yeah, my my mom and and uh, one of my brother though, he, they're they're still in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. They've you know they've established their their friends in, in the community and the church there. And uh, my little sister uh, also moved back in, into uh, um, uh, Tulsa, Broken Arrow area. Yeah, yeah. Have you adopted the? American, um, have you adopted the American holidays like Thanksgiving uh, versus, if I recall, in Vietnam is Tet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, yeah. We we feel we feel like America is is basically our our second home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and for you know a lot of us younger uh, uh, kids in the family, including myself, we see it as as our nation. So. Uh, and we love to eat, so any holiday involves <laughs> eating. It's a, it's a must-have. It's a, uh, we love to eat, and of course we celebrate the the uh, Vietnamese or the Lunar New Year. Yes, we claim it to to be a Vietnamese New Year, but it's just based on the lunar calendar. You know, it's just called they call it Chinese New Year, but I'm like, it's it's lunar. And this is the year of the. Uh, this year is the year of the tiger. The year of the tiger. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My wife and I go out. We've been out there. You know, Two three times mm-hmm. uh, out to the 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 I was going to say the Chinese village, the out, Asia Times Square, Asia yeah. Asia Times Square. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've gone out there two or three times now during the uh, the the Asian New Year. Yes, it's a it's a it's it's a must see. You know, if you haven't been uh, to that area and, and you live around you know, Mansfield, Arlington, it, it's 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 beautiful. It's it's yeah. grown quite a bit, and uh, interestingly, the Grand Prairie Police Department is in that same complex. There's, there is, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a safe area to be in, you know. Um, and and it's uh, every year they host a, a New Year's uh, uh, show. This year we went and they had you know the Dragon Dance is back. They had it closed during COVID, mm-hmm. but they they would have a Dragon Dance every thirty minutes going through the whole complex. Right. They had street foods lined up uh, inside the food. outside. Uh, the the food. Oh, just just the smell. Yes. coming through. It's <laughs> like uh, it's not something that we would typically eat. Yes, but the aroma is just like yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and that that reminds me too of some of the differences. I mean, it's hard to describe. Uh, 
I guess in terms of what you would experience, um, but that kind of vibe is, is kind of like a norm in, in, in Asia and, and particularly in Vietnam. There's a lot of open door markets. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course now there, there, there's more uh, forms of refrigeration, but back in the days, I mean, you don't, you don't go uh, grocery shopping. I mean, you buy stuff in the morning to cook for lunch and you buy stuff during lunchtime to cook for dinner, you know? And, and uh, of course, um, I grew up in the rural area. And yeah. so my, my mom and my dad, we would chop wood. Like it's like camping every day for us. You know? okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We chop wood and we have a stone, uh, hearth, you know, and that's where we put our stoves and that's how we cook the food. And we would go down to the river that runs right next to the house. And from that river, there's a little pond and we would get the water there. We would boil it or my dad actually built a well that, uh, it's next to a, a, a big filter that he built. So we would pour the oil water into the filter that goes through the gravel and comes out water. Clean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and we don't have Walmart. We don't, we don't have stores like that. You know, it's. There's no Costco <laughs> in Vietnam. No. Come on. Yeah. They, uh, you, <laughs> you can't get your hot dogs, you know. <laughs> fifty hot dogs. That's right. That, uh, yeah. You talk about where you shop for the day. That's yes. also very traditional in, in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. You go to the um, uh, you go to the bread store in the morning, and mm-hmm. and you come home. You you eat your breakfast. Uh, you walk to the train, the metro. Uh, you come back home. On the way home, you stop at the produce store. You stop at the butcher, right. and you only get what you're going to eat for that, that day. That's it. We don't have a, a refrigerator. Not, even now, I think a lot of a lot of folks don't have a refrigerator. Yeah. You know, um, it's this is kind of the the, uh, uh, the the way it is over there. You know. You went from uh, from third grade. You you were still in Oklahoma when you went through high school. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the name of the high school? Yeah. I, uh, so we moved from from uh, from uh, Tulsa to Broken Arrow, which is you know basically you know from Arlington to Mansfield. It's mm-hmm. not that far at all. But uh, the the school uh, the schools in, in, in Tulsa are generally uh, really good schools. And so uh, when we moved to Broken Arrow. Um, it, it was a bigger school system, but it was still a great school system. So I graduated, graduated from Broken Arrow High School. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, we had, uh, um, even on the high school, we had campuses, you know, so right. for a small city in the middle of Oklahoma, I went to school and graduated with 1,030 seniors. So it's a big class. It's a huge class, you know, especially yeah. back in, in the days, you know. <laughs> I've been to a high school football game in Broken Arrow. Yes, yeah. They're they're it's, well known for the the band. Their band was was well known uh, in the in the US they were number one and they had a documentary all about it. And then of course the football program right. is is very uh, uh you know, very popular and, and and very good, you know, as far as in that area. So it's Broken Arrow, uh you got uh Yale or uh, uh Jinx you know, right, and then you get right. you have the uh, union. So those are the the three rival uh, the three rivalries. So. And Mansfield School District has an agreement with Oklahoma schools, Broken Arrow and Jinx being, and probably Union as well. Yeah, where and this is why I went up to Broken Arrow. Uh, uh, yeah, because Mansfield <laughs> High School back when my son was playing in the band, right, played. Broken Arrow. Ah. And then the next year, Broken Arrow came to Mansfield. Wow. Small and, world. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we thought, ah, we're going <laughs> we're going to Oklahoma. We're gonna we're gonna 
kick some butts and, right, and right. no, yeah. no, it was, uh, you to take it seriously up there. <laughs> yes. It's a lot more serious than, than, than we, we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to OU. You know? OU? Yeah, yeah. Been, uh, that make you a before. Sooner, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, been, I've been brainwashed. Uh, yeah. don't, don't, try to, <laughs> don't, don't try to convince me otherwise. So. We do have some red <laughs> on the walls there. Does that make you feel at home? It, <laughs> is that OU red? Or? Uh, close. It's, it's more of a crimson. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. It's crimson and cream. There. The, yeah. um, but then after college, you, mm-hmm. at what point did you decide to become a dentist? You know, it's it's interesting because um, I, I I never wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> I uh, I thought you know I didn't want to go into the medical field. It seems like it's it's just very stereotypical, and uh, I didn't want to be you know kind of tied to to someone telling me to do and 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 uh, you know tied to the, to the hospital. So yeah. um, back in high school, I had had a lot of good. Um, I had a great dentist growing up because I had horrible teeth growing up. You know, mm-hmm. you can imagine I ate a lot of candy and then, you know, my parents had, you know, nine kids. So they're not going to try to make me brush my teeth, you know, right. they're like, here, you know, go to sleep, you <laughs> know, quit crying. So, um, I, I, I spent a lot of time with the dentist and I really enjoy my dentist. You know, he was, he was a good person. His name is, is Steve Lusk. He still practices in Tulsa. So if you ever go move up to Tulsa, look up Steve Lusk. Um, but he uh he really mentored me you know mm-hmm. he adopted two girls from china uh and so he he was just a really good human being and a great mentor so i talked to him about the profession i talked to some some uh another dentist that's a vietnamese dentist in my church and it, it seems like a great profession you know something that you can do that can affect other people um and then you're a master of your own destiny if you have your own practice and, you know, you can travel and do a lot of mission work. And so all the combination of all that, and I love working with my hands. I used to play some guitar. Really? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I uh, I didn't want to be cooped up, you know, in a cubicle somewhere and doing some math, uh, calculus, and, and try to be, you know, trying to be a deadline that someone else is going to get rich off of. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So the, when you were, when you were a senior in high school, what, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, that's... I was a very shy person, believe okay. it or not. So I, I was, I had, I had a lot of friends that uh, were very smart, you know. Um, and I did have a friend that was Ukrainian, I, you know. Kind of, with all the stuff in the news, I was kind of thinking back to my my Ukrainian friend because he, when I first met him, I asked him, uh, uh, you know, are you Russian? Because you know he has a, has an accent. And he's like, no, we're Ukrainian. You know, very proud of of their their homeland. And so I had a very small, close-knit set of friends. Uh, I was really good in mathematics. Uh, I took calculus when I was in 11th grade, took statistics, AP, all of that uh, by senior year. So I, I thought I was going to be an engineer. You know, that's sort of just the, the path of my life. And, uh, you know, I, I started to, to kind of question, you know, is that what I want to do for the rest of my life? So I think that, that that's the biggest question. I had a lot of mentors I talked to, and they're like, "What do you want your life to be like?" You know, and I think that's that's the most important thing is asking yourself what matters to you. You know, what's your you know, as, as Lori Williams at the Chamber always says, "What's your definite chief aim?" You know, right? If we can ask that question as early as possible and and, and teach our kids to do that, I mean that that changes lives, you know, more than anything. And so I, I kind of broke out of my shell. You know, I didn't want to work in a cubicle. I love, uh, you know, being able to work my hands and, and, and I wanted to form relationships because I felt like that was important. 
I was shy. I didn't talk to anybody besides, you know, a couple of nerdy friends. And what better way to form relationships than putting your hands in people's mouths? <laughs> well, I have a it's, captive audience. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so how long did it take you to, to, to get your doctorate of dentistry? And, sure. and, then, and then how long after did you start your own practice? Well, I uh, I went straight through. I, w- I went through four years of undergrad, and then uh, got accepted to dental school right away. So I, I didn't get to lay on the beaches as much as I wanted to. You know, after four years of college, <laughs> yeah, I started right in the summer, uh, finished up in eight years, and uh, I wanted to do a little uh, residency afterwards. But uh, at the time, you know, I was looking at my finances and. I was like, wow, uh, that's a lot of money that I, <laughs> I'm on the hook for. So I went ahead and, and, and started working. So I, I worked uh, uh, for uh, about, let's see, maybe about four or five years. Um, yeah, about about five years. Um, you know, with, with, with some corporations starting out and then with some of my friends and mentors uh, in, the, in the later years. Then I finally decided to, to open the practice. And I found the... The office that I have right now in 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 Mansfield, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a great opportunity. I didn't want to do it because uh, I knew it was a lot of work, but at the same time, I knew I had to if if I wanted to to change my life for the better, and if I wanted to be able to affect the community, if I wanted to travel, um, you know, and and it's just you know it's a blessing. I think God right. opened the doors uh, when I you know when we looked at the the opportunity that, that kind of arrived. So, how long has your practice been open? Um, well, it's coming up to let's see, coming up to about year five, so four years so far. Okay. Twenty seventeen was was. Uh, and the, the name year. of your practice is. It's it's called Pine Cove Dental. Pine Cove Dental. That's right. And if people wanted more information about. Dr. Levi Doe and, and Pine Cove Dental, how can they get more information? Well, uh, you just add a .com to the end, so pinecovedental.com. Pinecovedental.com. That's right. Yep. Bo- right. I bought it a name a little bit from Pine Cove uh, Camp. You know, it's a church camp in in, uh, in Tyler, Texas. Uh, I'm sure a lot of folks uh, that have children, you know, the, might have attended the, some sort of a Pine Cove conference or camp. Huh. Yeah. So... I'm not familiar with it, but I'm not from around here. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a Texas thing, I think. So. Okay. <laughs> is there anything that, is there a question that you thought I would ask that I haven't asked? That's a good question, Steve. That's um, why I'm the host. Right. <laughs> I think, um, I think you know, uh, talking to you, it, it just seems so natural. And a lot of the questions that you've, you've asked me are, are you know, um, Things that I would you know, talk to to a, a friend, you know, we were we were meeting and, and uh, discovering about each other. Um, but I think you cover most of the of, of the you know the the big questions, um, you know, as far as as um, about about myself. But I, I think one thing that I do want to mention is is uh, I guess my family. You know, talk yeah. about your family. I'd love to hear it. Sure. So. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a tough journey. I think for for any business owner, but. I started. Uh, <laughs> I started a little bit late, but uh, when I when I bought the practice, my wife was pregnant, and <laughs> we had this conversation, and uh, and uh, and she she wanted uh, you know, and I wanted to ask her like, 
Is it okay if I buy this practice? Is it okay? I'm gonna. I'm about to to lose my sure income here to basically maybe make no income for a little while and and you know just pay the rent. And so uh, she said, "If you're gonna do it, this is the time to do it." Okay. Yeah. So I pulled the trigger, and so now we're we're blessed to have two beautiful uh, girls, and they're two and four. Uh, we're blessed to be in the Mansfield community, and so we're we're growing them. I think you know that's that's a that's a whole nother challenge. That's a whole nother hat that you put on, you know, when you become a parent. But you know, I think owning a business is kind of like having a like having a child. So I I always think I have three, you know, three, three children, two, three children <laughs> to take care of. So. Yeah, especially when you're a brand new business and you're right. you're developing it and 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 growing it and and. Like a like a child nurturing yes. it, yeah, and and you know the 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 the, the most profound uh, thing about it is is it is it's fun, it's fun, and oh, yeah. at the same time it's, it's humbling, you know, the the kind of people you get to meet, you know, um, and also the, the the changes that you get to see in your practice and also in your children, you know, it's just kind of like different stages. And so I'm at the stage to um, to where we're blessed to to, to be, you know, uh, be able to, to to have time to to go out into the community and, and to you know to, to talk to Steve, you know, <laughs> to do these shows, um, and then I don't have to you know stress out about different things or worry about you know some some boss telling me I need to get back to work, you know, right? Yeah, and so it's it's definitely a blessing. So I'm, I'm excited. Well, they say that the the one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is Picking and choosing which twelve hours a day you want to work. That's right. That's right. And and, and picking the people that you want to work with. That's that's true. <laughs> so you may not. Uh, uh, it may not look like you're working. Right. But you're probably doing work at home. All, all the time. All the <clears throat> all the the paperwork, the accounting, and and yes, yes. Uh, marketing and stuff. The, which you're a dentist, mm-hmm. but. The dentist is just a percentage of being an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. And so, okay, you're a, you're at the office doing dentistry for six, seven, eight hours a day. Right. You go home, you have dinner, and next thing you know, you're behind the computer doing marketing, doing accounting, uh, doing your your whatever. Yes. Your the work never stops, but the fact that you own it. Yes. Is the exciting part. Yes. Well, and, I always compare it to you know, changing your child's diaper and feeding them and all that. I mean, it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when when you look at it and you see the joy that 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 comes from it, mm-hmm. it it's it's worth it. But uh, you know, um, I I always encourage young business owners. You know, I always tell them it's never going to be easy, but it's going to be so rewarding, and it really really is. You know, um, and the satisfaction that you get. It, you can't find that anywhere. That's yeah. right. So it's wonderful. Levi Doe, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, that would be pistachio. And uh, I like the Mexican type of uh, paletas. You know? Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes. <laughs> Do you go to Helados on, on Broad Street? Well, uh, there's a little corner right around my corner on, on Debbie um, and, uh, and Madlock. And yeah, yeah, and there's a little paleteria over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, paleteria. Yeah, uh-huh. That's, yeah. Uh, everyone who sits in that chair goes through what's called the lightning round. Uh oh, here here comes. Right? That's right. This is where the <laughs> listeners really get to know Levi Doe. Sure, digging deep into your brain 
and and so wow, I did not know that about him. All right. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. Okay. All right. So if you're ready. Sure. I think I am. <laughs> day or night? Night. Soda or juice? Uh, soda. French fries or tater tots? Tater. Sweet potato. Godzilla or King Kong? Huh. I, I think Godzilla will beat King Kong. So Skydive or bungee jump? Skydive. Have you ever? No, no, but I don't like to no. be tied to a rope, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hardcover or paperback? Hardcover. Fortnite or Minecraft? Fortnite. Marvel or DC Comics? Oh, Marvel. DC is decent, you know, but. And cake or pie? Hmm. I would say cake. And let's see if you're consistent. What's your favorite ice cream? Pistachio. Yeah, you are consistent. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring you uh, a, a couple of those those uh, popsicle sticks next time. Oh, I am a big fan of paletas. Oh, okay. Yes, Good. Yeah. Uh, paletas yeah. and and elote. And, yes, and yes. It's just my wife is Mexican. <laughs> okay, so, there you go. <laughs> uh, you probably know what the best place is then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pine Cove Dental mm-hmm. here in Mansfield. PineCoveDental.com. Is there anything else you want to give, maybe a shout out before we uh, before we close the interview? Uh, sure, I, I think just shout out to uh, to my team. I don't know if they're if they're listening, but I, I, have, I work with some of the best people. Um, very dedicated, and I also want to shout out to the Mansfield community because we're a little practice, old school, but uh, you know, very uh, technologically advanced. I think in a lot of ways because we we do invest in our patients. Uh, but I mean, we just we just are very blessed to be here. I mean, it's I don't I don't I don't think I've ever imagined you know where where we are right now. Uh, looking back, um, we've just been very blessed uh, to have as many patients. And uh, if you read our reviews, you can kind of see they don't they're not one sentence. You know, they're multiple sentences. Yeah. Um, and we do have a passion to care for the people here. Uh, and there's a lot of people that do have anxiety and and. Uh, you know, believe it or not, they uh, they cry um, and their their blood pressure goes up when they hear the word dentist. You know, yeah. and we've we've been able to successfully care for those patients. So I hold that as as probably the proudest thing that we can do here at the practice is just being able to care for those folks. Dr. Levi Doe, I've enjoyed, I really enjoyed listening Likewise. to your story, and um, it's probably been said, but welcome to America. Thank you. And uh, we're glad to have you here. You're going to go the name, the name, the name? I'm not going to do that. Okay. No, because no, I think it's offensive. <laughs> I think it's funny. And I'm from the name. So. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thank you. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will be talking in studio with a woman who has had an effect on just about every adult in Mansfield, especially if you have a driver's license or are registered to vote, and you'll have to tune in to find out who it is. This is also the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. 
post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. And let's not forget about our newest feature, Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Welcome aboard. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.